When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Once again, I am here with Dr. Millicent Ravello, the body lift queen. I probably am that. Yes. yes. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> I just named you. So now you are. I have been bequeathed. <laughs> That's it. Because I am not. I, was, I used to do those big bad operations a lot, but that is definitely something for somebody who is much more youthful than me. It is a physically demanding procedure for the surgeon and the whole surgery team. So as our intro, that is what we are talking about today. We are talking about body lifts. And you are definitely in the throes of a body lift epidemic. Body lift fervor, (laughs) if you will. You're in a pandemic of body lifts, (laughs) which is great. I'm glad that you are. I mean, they're really fun to do, but you got to be, you got to be up for it. Yeah, I do. I got to eat my Wheaties and like be mentally prepared before I do it. So a body lift can mean a whole lot of things. Um, But I think for the purposes of this podcast, I'm going to separate it into upper body lift and lower body lift. And typically these are procedures that are performed in patients who have lost a lot of weight Typically through surgery, so these are massive weight loss patients. They've lost large amounts of weight, upwards of 100 pounds in a short amount of time because they've had a weight loss surgery. And as a result, they have a lot of extra skin. Their skin has Their skin everywhere. been stretched. Their skin has skin. <laughs> Their skin has skin. Their skin has skin. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> skin on skin. <laughs> but when they were overweight, their skin was stretched past its capacity, like a rubber band that's been overstretched, and then boom, it gets released. They lose all this weight, and there is no elasticity left in that rubber band analogy. Their skin has no more elasticity, so it just hangs. It does not shrink back and conform to their newer, no. smaller body size. So they come in needing basically total body lifts that we then separate into different parts. Yeah. I mean, the guy who trained me at Pittsburgh to do these was Dennis Hurwitz, who wrote the book Total Body Lift. Total Body Lift. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Which I don't think people do anymore. I mean, literally lifts every part of their body. No, I certainly do not. And I have no interest in doing that. It's it's a lot for a patient to go through it. I mean, these patients went to the ICU. They got transfused. Yes. No, thanks. No. We, We can separate upper and lower body lifts. And do them very safely without blood transfusions yes. in the mo- for the most part. And, right. you know, unless there's an issue. But, like, for the most part, the way to do it is split them up. To split them up. And there are certain... And the reason we split them up into upper and lower is because you can combine various areas of the body that are complementary or that naturally go together. And in a way, combine multiple areas. But doing the entire body all at once is, is too much. Yeah, it's... <laughs> That was that was a lot. Massive. That was a beast of an operation. (laughs) And so, going into what we'll start with an upper body lift. Typically, 
a patient that's going to have an upper body lift is having basically what it sounds like. If it's a female, usually you're having a breast lift, plus or minus implants, plus the arms, so brachioplasty, and usually what I call a bra line lift or the upper body lift, which is where you have the incision that goes across the back as well. So if you imagine just taking a bra and scooping all the extra skin up into it, that's sort of what an upper body lift is. So 360 degree cut around the torso and extending down the arms. Yeah, but it gets the job done. It gets the job done with, I mean, usually there's some form of lipo that happens of any remaining fat. And through these big incisions that go from elbow around the body down to the other elbow on the other side, we can get rid of all the extra skin, lift the extra skin of the breasts, and really contour the whole upper torso. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, patients have to understand that, uh, when there are these weight loss patients that they're going to be signing up for really two to three years of, of work yes. to get this to stuff extra, handled. To get it, literally to get it handled. And, you know, I have patients that come in just asking for, I just want my breasts lifted, or I just want my arms done, or I just want the tummy tuck, which is fine. You can definitely piecemeal it, but you have to understand that you don't have extra skin in just this one area. And to really adequately address all the extra skin, you have to treat it as a unit. You know, your breast skin extends into the side, which extends into the back, which goes into the arms. So this is why we treat it as a whole unit, because your extra skin is not just in like the front part of your body no. or the back of your body. Like I said, their skin has skin. Their skin has skin. <laughs> it's just there's so much. There's so much to take off. And you know what? It, it can be done and it can be done safely. It can be done well and it can look fantastic. I mean, right. really nice. Right. So it, it, the operations, you know, the, the big thing that for me that was taught when I was coming up through uh, my residency before electricity was uh, you couldn't use breast implants with weight loss patients. And that's just not true. I almost think you have to use implants with weight loss patients. It gets a little tricky when you're doing the whole body lift. I get a little squeamish sometimes because that's just one extra variable that you're throwing into these large scars, large areas that need to be healed. But if you're talking about massive weight loss breasts, you have to put in implants. A few times I haven't. I've been really disappointed. The patient's been disappointed because the amount of breast that's really just skin is is a lot. It's like a lot. there's very little actual breast tissue. And when you cut away all that extra skin, you're left with very small, like just pancakes really of skin for breasts. I mean, that's literally what they are. I know. It's... They're just very sad looking. They're very sad looking. Yeah, because there's no volume. Right. You know, and so, it, it's all, it, the breast tissue has been basically obliterated. Right. And, it's you know, the weight loss is decimated, whatever fat's there, which is great. But then you want to make something that looks nice. So you've got to. you got to do the implants. And pe- pe- people get a little squeamish at first. They're like, well, I don't want implants. That's not why I'm here. It's like, no, I understand that. We're not talking about cosmetic breast augmentation. We're talking about just replacing volume that you don't have. Yeah. And, and. With all the different devices that we have today, you know, you can find the right implant for, you know, for the massive weight loss patient. And, you know, these body lifts look great. You know, if you place the scars properly and they heal well and you you don't, you know, overdo it and you don't have things break down. I mean, you can make a really great looking body lift. You can make a huge, huge difference. 
And I think, um, well, let's talk about the lower body lift and then we can sort of talk about everything else that goes into these procedures. But a lower body lift is a similar concept, but for the lower body. It's literally like if you have all this extra skin and you think about pulling it up like you pull up a pair of jeans, that is your lower body lift. There you basically. have it. <laughs> That's pretty much what we do. <laughs> basically what we do. Um, and it's a 360 degree incision that goes around the front in a typical tummy tuck fashion. And then it extends over the top of the buttocks for the butt lift aspect. And then we also do some liposuction, undermining of the outside of the thighs, the lateral thighs typically, to release all that extra skin. And like pulling on a pair of pants, we pull all that extra skin up, cut it off, and do the butt lift, the tummy tuck, everything all together in one. And that's a great procedure. I love that procedure. You can make a huge difference because again, these patients come in saying they just want a tummy tuck, but the extra skin doesn't stop in the front of the body. It goes all the way around. And if you just treat the front with the tummy tuck, then you're going to get these funny step-offs and transitions as you go around to the back, little dog ears. And it's just you're not treating the whole unit. You're not treating the whole body. It can be done, but those extended abdominoplasties, like you're already there, you should flip over and take care and of the butt. Just get the yeah. rest I of mean, it. I mean, it just makes a huge difference. Yeah. Do you like to do the butt lift where... You take the flap and dunk it into the butt to make the, the butt bigger. The autoautologous flaps. I don't do that that often, but I am considering doing it more. I, I do them, but I do them with the caveat that I'm going to have to do fat augmentation because it really only augments the upper part of the butt. Yeah. You know, it doesn't get down to the business area of the butt where we want to make the butt bigger. And that's the thing with the butt lifts. And I tell my patients this, it, if you just do a straight so I guess terminology, the butt lift is like the back part of the lower body lift. The tummy tucks the front, the butt lift is the back. Altogether, it's a lower body lift. A butt lift alone or a lower body lift makes your butt look really flat. Because again, like with the breasts, sure a does. lot of fat and a lot of volume has been lost in the butt. And if you didn't have a whole lot to begin with, it's even worse. And when you take away all that extra skin that's been giving you a little bit of volume at the bottom, now it can look very flat. Well, that is a pancake butt. So that is something you sort of have to be aware of. And if that's a problem, then we can talk about either doing implants, fat grafting, these autologous flaps. Um, but the fat grafting in these patients, I'm not a big fan of, at least... Not yeah, for any significant blunt. It doesn't work because you have for a, a, for fat to work in the butt, you have to have a nice tight skin envelope to really show the that's fat right. underneath. And even though we're pulling out all this extra skin, the skin that's left behind is still very lax, and it's not going to blow up nicely with the fat. And, and butt implants also have a problem back there too. Yeah, I'm also not a big fan. I mean, I, I like butt implants, but again, in this population, it, they're tricky. It it's not a there are no great options, really, to get volume back in the butt nope. in these patients. You kind of got to decide how to approach it. Again, it comes down to working with what you have, yes. what's available, and then what you think is going to turn out to look great. But I, I've, I've really, you know, those flaps, they're, they're good to do because you have them and you might they're as well there. get something, but it doesn't make like the butt that you want. But I sort of my, my process with that is I just, I do the butt lift, I do the lower body lift, and I say, if you're bothered with your flat butt, we can come back later and I'll do something for you at that time. In other words, implants or maybe some fat yeah. or something. I just, 
I'm not, not a, into it. I'm not a huge fan of the flaps. I, it's so what we're talking about is taking the skin that we're going to throw away, where we're going to pull up the butt part of the pants, and actually taking the skin off of that and dunking it into the like your back pocket, basically, yeah. and bringing it down to your uh, down to the lower part of your butt, stitching it down there, and and letting that volume live uh, across your your butt cheek. Yeah. And it does, it works, but it, it doesn't look contoured the way that we would want a butt to, but look. to look yeah and it comes with its own complications you know it can be sure it does. can bleed it cannot survive completely it Gets can aromas, scar hematomas yeah so it's i uh, i don't i don't i don't do it that much i'm right, just wondering yeah you know i, I do it on in select cases also yeah um wait did i say i do it oh i meant <laughs> you i used it. to do it i did it in the past <laughs> but now that dr ravello and i are working together she does it or doesn't do it <sighs> All of a sudden, I feel good. It's really great. And so that's the thing that we have to sort of go into, right? Like, why does Dr. Calver not want to do these body lifts? Because they are a lot of work. And no, we're not adverse to work. But I'm telling you, like, it's physical labor during surgery. And you're tough and and young and energetic. Yes. But it is, I mean... I, that's the joke in the OR. Everyone's like, Dr. Ravello, the reason you're so small is because you like, work out during these cases. <laughs> I burn probably a thousand calories doing these cases between doing the liposuction Easy. and, and flipping the patient. And it's, I get sweaty. Yeah, no, it's a, it's physical work. It's physical work, removing all that skin. And then afterwards, and I, this is something I always try and tell my patients and I try and tell the primary care doctors that I work with when I'm asking for medical clearances and evaluations. This is not just a little skin surgery. I'll get these you know, letters from their primary care doctors saying, patient cleared as low risk for a plastic surgery skin procedure. I'm like, these are six-hour surgeries, eight-hour <laughs> surgeries. We're talking large... It's like a cardiac bypass. Yeah, yeah. Like we potentially could use lose lots of blood because taking a lot of skin, a lot of fat, there's a lot of blood vessels in there. These patients are under anesthesia for a long time. They are. We're flipping them around into awkward positions. We're doing liposuction. There's fluid volume changes. These are not small, cutesy little plastic surgery procedures. These are big overhauls, and it puts a big stress on your system. Your For heart sure. has to be working well. It has to be able to handle fluid shifts. You know, your lungs have to be at good capacity because you're going to be compromised during the positioning and the post-op recovery. And then the recovery process, where you Big incisions. You know, you're asking a lot for your body to heal these large incisions. Totally. You know, there is going to be some pain. And by it, the way, the patients are, are by definition, usually malnourished. A little, well, not as much <laughs> as they used to be back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, they were. Back in the day, they were. Are, they're a little I mean, better now. You the switch. Like, you had a malnourished patient. Yeah. That's how they got lost But that is weight. true. But that is why we check the labs and make sure they're nutritionally optimized They are typically beforehand. a bit anemic. Even, if, even with a gastric anemic. bypass, even with a gastric sleeve. Definitely. I've, I've had some patients going into it that were a bit anemic from their bypass, and one or two of them have had to have transfusions afterwards. Not because yes. we lost a whole lot of blood, but, but they, they just were low to start out with. Yep. They, were, you know, they weren't doing so great on the floor after surgery, and they just needed a little, a little boost. So you, you do have to optimize the patients. That was a big part of my pre-op deal when I used to do these body lifts. I'm going to keep saying it. just can't wait. I'm just going to keep... I'm going to like whip that all night long here. 
when I used to do body lifts back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Um, no, but seriously, you you do have to opti- optimize oh, them. You got to check their because you, you can do something about the fact that their hemoglobin's ten. Yeah. You can you can get them on iron. You can give yes. them some iron infusions. You can yes. you can get them on vitamin C and and there are things you can do about the fact that they're not nutritionally optimized, which you should for these operations. Because if there were ever an operation, every every other specialty on earth is going to minimally invasive. This is maximally invasive. invasive. This is as big as it gets. <laughs> you can't do bigger operations than these. I mean, yeah. you really can't. You really can't. <laughs> there is nothing bigger than taking all that skin away. And the incisions are, are you know, added together, you know, 10 yards long. You Easily. Know? It, it's a ton. It's yeah. a ton. And it, it is, it's doable. We do it over and over again. Yes. Patients do great. They love it. They love it, but they got to sign up for it. They got to know what they're signing up for. That's this right. is not a, a cutesy plastic surgery procedure. This no. is a major surgery and you can expect to have, you know, a decent recovery and be down for the count for a couple of weeks. Right. This is not an endoscopic brow no. left with a little bluff no. and, you know, 10 days from now yeah. you can go back to work right. and nobody will know. And yeah. Now this is like, okay, so we're going to, we're going to take away a percentage of your body surface area. Yes. And everything, it's a lot. Everything that, that that means. But I have never, ever had a patient regret doing it. Ever. No. No, they're, ever. they high five you all the way they home. They love it. They are transformed. Totally. They are super happy, super happy patients. Um, I'm very happy when I see the results. Um, you know, you do the time, you, you put in the work, and you can get some really transforming results. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really the key is, you know, know what your goals are. You know, if you're going to do this, you know, if you're a patient listening to this podcast and you're like, you know, I think that's for me, the, the key is to know where you want to wind up. You've got you to have a direction of you what you're looking for. You have to have a goal because like you said, theoretically, we could do years worth of operations yes. on these patients because there are always other areas that need to be tuned up and lifted and tucked. And it's not cheap and it's not, you know, these are long surgeries. There's a lot of surgeries. It adds up. So when you have your initial consultation, you sort of have to prioritize what you want and really decide how far you want to go down this whole transformative process. If there's just one area that really bothers you, then you just do the one area. But if you really are invested in taking away all the extra skin, you got to have a plan. And you got to realize that you were in this for years for the long haul. And even after, say you only have one or two and those are the only areas you want to address, sometimes you still need little nip-tuck revisions of those. Yes, Getting rid for of, sure. And I tell that to my patients too. I'm like... Like 100%. 100%. I will get you 90, 92% better. But I can't always get out every extra inch of skin that you have on you in one go. There may be little areas that are still lax or that aren't tight enough that may require a little revision down the road if it bothers you. Yeah, and that I just tell people it's a hundred percent complication rate. Something's not. That's <laughs> so true. I just say like some wound's not going to be right. You're going to break yeah. something open. Like we're going to have to pack it. Like there's going to yeah. be packing. There's going to be. It's a hundred percent. The incisions are so long. Like how could how, how could can it all not? just like oh and it just healed perfectly? Right. No, no, not happening. You have to understand that these go through joints. You know they go through there. There are just, nerves in the area. So there's many blood vessels. Yeah. And, there's you know, yeah. The chance of infection high. Chance mm-hmm. of you know problems high. Will you get through it and it'll be fine? Yep. But yep. you got to like plan on taking care of this and working with your plastic surgeon and understanding what it is that you've signed up for so that you can do the best that you can. Yeah. That's really the key. Yeah, because, and, and be prepared and know what you're getting into. Yeah, and, and they will heal up and do great. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, uh, <laughs> Chopra told us some some story about like his his guy that uh, he learned medial thylus from. And he said that like they would like every once in a while they'd have like just a dehiscence. Like he'd try to make them so tight, and like there were like a countable number of like thigh wound dehiscences, and he'd just be like, "Ah, oh, they heal better that way." <laughs> <laughs> it was like, no, they don't. They do. That's not the goal. No. <laughs> a dehiscence, by the way, for our listeners, is when the wound just breaks apart. Breaks apart. Falls apart. Just falls apart. <laughs> just like it dehisced. It's over. That is not the goal. You no. don't want to have that. But, they, but it happens. It, it does happen that, in some cases. And medial, and you have to you know fix what? it. In medial thigh lifts, 100% of the time. You always happens. have a problem. Always. Always have a problem on this. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They always have some area that's just like, Doesn't heal. sorry. And yeah. you, you know what? It, do, it does heal. Eventually. Yeah. And it does. It mm-hmm can need revision scars i say on the medial thigh lifts like i didn't get dehiscences but they would always drift um when i used to do medial thigh lifts they used to drift down the leg Hmm. for some reason and i I wouldn't get problems with like i was so worried to have like you know the like labia pulling apart you know for the women and just like i didn't want to have any of that so i would probably underdo them a hair and so i'd say look these incisions may drift a little bit and then we'll take them out and tighten them up but they would look great and they'd be happy and they'd be happy that they didn't have you know problems with their vagina which you know is way worse and uh so those are things like get the knowledge if you're gonna get in dr Velo is totally pumped to do your body lifts (laughs) i will help and i will cheer from the stands (laughs) and then go home and sleep like a baby (laughs) i'll be like wow and i'll take the phone happy i'm doing these noses (laughs) but you know i i mean i would do them again it's just not my it's not my the practice my direction has gone is in it's in a different place you know mine is much more facelifts noses breast um and then you know once in a while one of my patients you know gets me to do a tummy tuck for them <laughs> although i will say i liposuction 20 percent of all all comers to my practice i do so much liposuction it's it's comical i mean i really like i should offer that as like and here's my lipo deal right right that's a that's a hey doc and oh by the way for you since i'm asleep yeah while i'm there like make while me skinny. you're there yeah because <laughs> <laughs> this pandemic has made me chunky you know which is true i mean that that comes up but yeah i do a ton of lipo as an add-on to to all my procedures which is great i think i think it's a good thing to do i love my little laser liposuction and and it really works out. But these body lifts are way more than liposuction. Oh, yeah, for they sure. They need to be planned well. They need to be executed better. And they need to be followed up. And that is the key. The follow-up is really The follow-up is key. Definitely. Cool. Well, I think we kind of hit I it think, on these body lifts. I think lifts. we got it. I think we got our lifts in. Yeah, more information. Definitely call Dr. Ravello's office. <laughs> 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 you can call mine too, but I'm probably going to like do a hold for one second, please. <laughs> Hello, is Dr. Ravello's office. <laughs> that, but it's good. It's good that you've, I'm, I'm so happy you're here. It's good. Um, but also I think your results are spectacular. Oh, I thank you. Yeah. It, it, there is a real art to doing this and you know, not everybody has it. You know, you look at the before and afters and you can tell who's got a, got an eye for these operations, which are extremely difficult when you're taking that like tent size skin yeah. and trying to make you know, somebody it. look like they're going right. to the beach in a bikini. Right. I, I, I take a lot of time, um, probably too much time. Some people would say, but I don't like rushing it, you know, and, and sometimes the patient family members are like, oh my gosh, it's taken so long. I'm like, it's fine. They're fine. I'm just taking my time. Trying to nail this one yeah. for you. Right. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, I think we hit it all. 
So until next time, this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is Medi Spa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 West Cliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-640-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rockspa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty and if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform it's the way to maintain those operations if you mention this podcast you will get the members pricing for your hydrofacial the Beverly Hills plastic surgery podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery but there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com, and you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.